forever. Dog. Warning, the following podcast is a wild character crossover featuring favorites like Donald Duck, Mickey Mouse, Ariel, Garfield's girlfriend Arlene, Jeffy from the Family Circus, and that incorrigible Nim Galoo. All that, plus the return of Souvenir Smackdown. Will a bizarre new Disneyland wormhole be opened up? Spoiler alert, yes. It's Mickey's Magic on Podcast The Ride. Welcome to Podcast The Ride, hosted by three grown men who love themselves a good animatronic duck bottom. I'm Scott Gardner, joined by Jason Sheridan. Thanks for the boost on that one. Where is the lie? Where is the lie? You know? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, we loves what we loves. And Mike Carlson. I'm here. And what an edgy comment. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you said it in the most <laughs> aggressive way possible. It would be that Bottom. is a, saying that. Like, I think my mom, who will be listening eventually to this, she'll be like, "That's cute." She'll say, "Like, like that's nice." That's the type of hum- type of humor mm. she would like more of because we made it bottom and not. Yeah, mm-hmm. even rear would be too much. Mm-hmm. Even uh, well, hind quarters. I just built up around Jason saying, "Oh, what's the gist? Something about an animatronic duck bottom." <laughs> I, get I just it. liked that moment. Not the um, horniest part of the show. You wouldn't. You don't think oh, so? Philhar oh, magic, magic of today's topic. Because Mickey's Philhar magic. We'll, we'll get to it. Hmm. I don't know what you mean or what your pursuit. What your okay? Uh, I'll just come out and say the palpable chemistry between Ariel and Donald Duck. Oh yeah, makes me very oh, uncomfortable. I don't think there's any between. I think it's entirely one sided. I think Donald's swimming after her. He is horny though. Yeah, um, she's touching his face. A yeah, but she's not. Times. She's just being like, "Oh, you're a cute duck." She's not. Yeah, like. But that song. Mm-hmm. Plays a little different when you sing it to someone. You that think isn't she's singing flounder. to Donald that I'm she saying, wants to be part of his duck world? I'm saying it. It. I don't it think that's right. A little romantic for me. Well, uh, that's not the she, reading I have of this. Gadgets and gizmos aplenty. <laughs> <laughs> now that I, joke is too far. That's I'm a little bit too sorry, suggestive. Mike's mom, Scott, I would appreciate <laughs> if you would go back to the the clean material. Uh, <laughs> No, I don't. I don't think. I, yeah, we shouldn't. We usually like to do a little ramp up to this, but no, right. I don't think. Ari, I think Ariel is just going about her business, and Let's she goes, "Oh, there's back a cute, around. Let's there's a cute duck it. here," and then she like kind of pinches his little cheek, and then she goes back to singing about wanting to be part of the human world. That's my take, at least. It felt like they were flirting. Duck, it felt like new love. I mean, he's into her. Yeah, I just he's don't think he's into her whole bit. She's just charming naturally, but I don't yeah. think she was wanting to express anything other than friendship, right? To the du- to this duck swimming around looking for his hat. You know, I wanted to see where he, it went. He goes for the kiss, and she moves out of the way. She's performing. But I'm saying, the like, song, if there was the art comes that's first. That's what I'm you know? saying about the whole thing. The whole entire thing is performance. Oh, I and, see. Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. She's a Hollywood mm. phony. She, all that that affection isn't real. She would have made Just like out. every stripper I've ever been to. 
She would have been yeah, too. Yeah, now been we're too. getting to some stuff. <laughs> she would have made out with Donald if she was into him at the end of the thing, or ki- at least kissed him on the lips or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like someday, I know a stripper will do with me. Right, <laughs> kiss you on the lips. I'm All gonna, t- I'm gonna go kiss to. her, and it's not gonna be a, 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 a eel with lipstick. Yeah, as up to, up to happens this, to Donald. Up to this point, every strip club you've gone to, you like lean in for the kiss, and then like they move out of the way, you end up kissing like the bouncer or something, and then yeah. it's a whole big kerfuffle. He Ker- does a big smooch, or it's like a like a Roman statue. That's why they have those around. Yeah. And you get electrified by the taser he carries. <laughs> yeah, and I'm thrown out onto the street. That's interesting. That's my life. Few too many Chardonnays, pal. Yeah, <laughs> the bricks. Um, we're talking about Mickey's Philharmagic, which is a 3D movie that is a 4D movie, if you will, that is in almost all of the Magic Kingdoms sh- at sh- this point. Shocking. Or not Magic Kingdom, not in uh, California. It, oh, yeah. It, it, I'm sorry. So it's in it's on almost every property. It was at Disney World in 2003 and uh, somehow didn't make it into california adventure until this very year this year a few months ago on multiple continents mm-hmm. i was shocked to learn that yeah. it's at or uh-huh. in orlando anaheim paris and hong kong and tokyo i passed by it there and did not go in that's a good way to save time wow, that's in a people tokyo leader. too i missed that one. i believe so i think i huh. saw i mean i did not go in it and and see it um but yeah it's a it's an attraction that you know started at disney world and Came out of the gate fairly strong, and I feel like was well regarded and replaced the probably much needed to be replaced to a Lion King uh, puppet show, which was probably very good when it opened. But these mm-hmm. things were in their course, um, and it was I think fairly well regarded at the time. And there were immediately rumors: Well, does it make it out to to California? Do they maybe put it into the Muppet space, which has been playing to a quarter of a crowd? For many years. And the answer was always, no, they couldn't put it in there because probably the big thing about the movie is that at some point it goes black, the screen, and then when you come back, the screen is much larger than it was before. There's like a reveal of a mega screen, which is a move a lot of these attractions do now. It Mm -hmm. happens in the DreamWorks Theater. Um, And so the answer is always, well, it couldn't come to the Muppet Theater in Disneyland because uh, it's not wide enough to do that. And then all all of a sudden, a couple months ago, they're like, eh, never mind, let's just put it in. <laughs> yeah, this was like a, a, the, it's called the largest purpose built 3D screen ever made at the time. Wow. 150 feet wide, I believe over 30 feet tall. I didn't know how big it was. Wow. Yeah, and it definitely wraps a lot more in Florida. Bigger than T2 3D? Not that you have screen dimensions in front of you, but I'm trying to remember from having gone there. I don't know if that's one consistent screen. Mm, there's like big metal beams yes. between right. them. This is the largest continuous screen. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Now, in DCA, yes, they retrofitted the standard Muppet screen and stuck some sideways Dynex uh, widescreen TVs on the walls mm-hmm. to kind of simulate a wraparound. I think what, if you aren't picking this up, listener, we maybe were not thrilled with this experience. I mean, the experience itself, because we we all went down together to yes. see this, and it's probably very rare that we all experience an attraction for the first time together mm-hmm. as a unit. And we had fun doing it, mm-hmm. but we sort of walked out quietly 
and didn't discuss it much further, which is probably what everyone else in the audience did. It just sort of it uh, landed with a little little thump, and that was it. I thought uh, taken on its own, mm-hmm. the movie uh, is is charming. Yeah. And people had told us before, like, hey, if you're in the Magic Kingdom, don't sleep on this. Like, don't skip it. Okay. And I can see yeah. the appeal <laughs> in its in original iteration with the giant screen. And I also have to say, I watched a couple ride-throughs of the Florida one, and that Donald uh, Duck bottom wiggles a lot more, and the gag is a lot clearer in Florida. Out and thus, here, the audience is a lot hornier. Yes, a lot hornier. <laughs> Um, out here, it felt a little more a statue that shifted a little. Mm. And then maybe you think maybe somebody's just up there shaking it around. Just shaking, just poking a broom at it. <laughs> <laughs> Not even fully awake themselves, like asleep yeah. in a chair and kind of like mm-hmm. kicking it with one leg. Yeah. I The audience, it was not packed in there. And as we left, I didn't get the sense of, oh, people going, wow, like that was great or anything. Mm-hmm. We all just sort of had a slow trudge to the exit. And it was like, okay, great. Okay, this is here. At least they're using this for something other than just movie previews. Yes. So that's good. Yeah. But that aspect ratio. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, uh, yeah. So... <laughs> We all sound like we came from a funeral. It's I know, I know. I feel bad at that. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. Mainly, I'm avoiding at the top of the episode. We're still in the first ten minutes or so that we've just told people like, so we're talking about a boring thing we didn't like. Yeah, we're all. I feel like we gotta like get the the positivity. Okay. Up. Yeah, I'll get. I'll, I do have positive stuff to say. Great. One, this is a nice. Uh, uh, I think it's it's fun to see the hits. This is mm-hmm. definitely you're seeing uh, uh, greatest hits from a lot of musical uh, uh, Disney, the 90s Disney movies. stuff, 90s, except for Fantasia, and then Peter Pan and Fantasia and also, fa- yeah. mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, which compared to like the more Broadway centric 90s songs, the Peter Pan one kind of stuck out like. Yeah, why suddenly do we go back in time? Yeah, yeah. Um, I liked seeing these. It reminded me how much I liked these movies, and I like these songs. Um, uh, I think it's very funny the idea of like it's the some of our greatest songs through over the years, and it's mostly Donald getting owned, like Donald just getting his ass kicked through movies. Uh, I like that. I I uh, less like that it's called Mickey's Philhar Magic and he's barely in it. It should be called Donald Duck's Philhar Magic. Yeah, um, Donald ruins Mickey's Philhar I, yeah, Magic. I would disagree. I think it's it is actually fun that it's a misdirect. Mm-hmm. Okay. That you think it's like you're going to see a concert that Mickey okay. is going to conduct, and then Donald fucks up and takes the hat and travels through IP. He travels yeah. through other IP. Just a great, succinct description of the plot. Yeah. Donald takes a hat and sees IP in progress. Yeah. Um, development of the attraction, I think, is interesting. This is one of the uh, times that Imagineering has worked with another department in the company. They worked with Walt Disney Animation to make this. Uh, they got Glenn Keane to do the animation for Ariel again. Mm. Really? He yeah. supervised redoing it as in 3D? And apparently this was his first time working with CGI, and then after this, he went on to work on Tangled. Oh, wow. Oh, I didn't no know kidding. that. kidding. Hey, that's um, cool. Did we talk much about Glenn Keane, the most, who did Ariel, who did uh, Belle? Or no, The Beast. He did The Beast. He did The Beast. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I feel I'm sure I'm forgetting another big one, but yeah, one of, like one of the great animators of the, the the late '80s, early '90s era. But I, the thing I like about him is that he's the the kid of the uh, family circus Keen artist. Yes, yes. Bill Keen. Bill Keen. Uh, so one of those kids is him. He's Jeffy. Yeah, I guess he's Jeffy. <laughs> he could be Jeffy. Scott, mm-hmm. you did a very funny series many years ago where oh, you thanks. inserted a drawing of yourself uh, into Family Circus. Scott meets Family Circus. Tumblr.com. That was a Tumblr I did. It was very funny and uh, mean. Like uh, you, like the whole <laughs> gag is you show up and you're mean to the Family Circus kids. It's, uh, if it's you so took funny. A, you take one because it's just a one panel circus frame so i added a second which in many cases was me adding a punchline that was not previously there in a punchline free script but yeah as it, yeah it was mainly just like correcting the kids that's how it started it was just like it's pronounced spaghetti not biscotti <laughs> just being just <laughs> being helpful and then it became then i started within the world of this having sex with the mom <laughs> i was breaking up the family circus family which now i realize is animator glenn Keane's mom wow you were having sex with glenn Keane's mom i was i made a comic a fan comic where i have sex with glenn Keane's where mom cuckolding yeah in a literal mr. sense and, yeah the, mr. And the actual illustrator now deceased of the family circus yeah I boy, this is a bad one for Mrs. Carlson if she's. Uh, yeah, sorry, uh, Scott. I didn't know. Look, there's I mean, no it way. Me, it's fine. Scott, she yeah, understands. There's no way that those the, the kids with the little lines that they leave behind, those dashes <laughs> that you follow, the grandparents who are ghosts. Like, I think we've all had enough of Family Circus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it felt fun to come in and be a little a little combative and yeah. Uh, but also, I mean the. Mm-hmm admittedly the the plot with the wife was kind of because i was like oh she's got all she's kind of got it going on hmm. yeah because i was, I, was she, I don't remember what the, the dad just is kind of like a like just a regular kind of frumpy glasses dad and then the wife's yeah. kind of like a hot 60s lady yeah um so what's the uh name is it uh, helen or anything could we look i don't know oh, no. that's a good family question circus. family oh god i bet it is <laughs> family circus mom what's her name uh fell oh her name is fell is it short yeah. for thelma Thel's a pretty good name, honestly. Thel's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thelma Karn Key. Thel yeah, okay. is, yeah, right. So it passes the Helen test. She has pass. an interest. She well, has... another great thing to put on the list of I... great qualities <laughs> about <laughs> Thel. About Thel, Thel does sound like a replicant from uh, Blade Runner. <laughs> like, uh, decades after Thel. It's they're like the the like a girl in Tron. Like he oh, meets, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. am Thel. <laughs> Wasn't there I'm, a... I'm a thousand years old. There was a period where we were trying to uh, think of you playing Jeffy in a family circus movie. Am I wrong? I mean, look, I got to work. You J- know? Hashtag sure. Jason for Jeffy. J- Jason for Jeff. <laughs> Jeffy all grown up. I would like to. No, no, river- no, 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 no. Not grown up. <laughs> oh, you want the classic. <laughs> I want you to play him as a six year old. I do think uh, like family circus. All the comic strips are right for the Riverdale treatment. Oh my God. Oh, well, so you you want to see. I don't know about family You want to see them grown and. Uh, and let's uh, yeah. again, let's say horny, Grown and mysteries and cults and yeah. I don't know. High Why and Lois. High and Lois, maybe family Dagwood. circus. No, Dagwood. Like yes. Dagwood, like a blood. <laughs> Dagwood Heathcliff, meets bloodline. Heathcliff. Yes. Um, Crankshaft. Yes. Lock. Beetle Bailey. Lockhorns. Yes. 
Lockhorns, yes. Okay. Family Circus, Fox I don't know. Trot. Fox Foxtrot. Foxtrot's yes. right there. Foxtrot's right, <laughs> ready Mark, to go. Mark Trail, yes. Yeah. <laughs> They've got to grow up someday, though. And Sure. Uh, Mark Trail would be awesome. A CW Mark Trail would kick ass. <laughs> I would like I would like another Garf. I would like a Garfield movie played straight. Like, we were talking about, played like... straight? What do like, you mean? Like, <laughs> I want a Garfield movie that's good. I want a good Garfield movie that looks like the comic strips. Well, you mean played straight, like, no like, jokes? Like, as opposed to... To, no, like not live action with the CGI. Like, I want like an I'm animated. What, no I want jokes. an animated Garfield. <laughs> you want an all animated Garfield played like the played like the comic strip. Once in a while, funny comic strip yeah. Garfield. Yeah. <laughs> Occasionally, maybe once. I ten, don't twenty years ago. I don't was, feel like the problem was ever with the Garfield movies. Of all the problems you could have with it, I never felt like not capturing the tone of the comic <laughs> was one of them. I'm interested in know. what you were thinking, like what your Garfield movie would be. I don't know. It just kind of came to me. Like, <laughs> you I just feel like we see... haven't had a good representation. Do you want to see the barn that barnyard gang too? Like from the com, is that what more you're thinking of? Like the cartoon Garfield? Yeah, I thought the cartoon did did capture pretty well, and it had the full supporting cast with uh, Arlene, Arlene, and Nermal, Nermal, and, uh, um, John's girlfriend, John's, yeah. I don't remember if she was actually in it. I didn't like that Barnyard Gang, though. You did or you didn't? Didn't. Really? Yeah, really. Hmm. I, I think I did like them. Or I, I like yeah, the idea that a too. show would have like a second well, part. I get bored you... with the main stories of almost every show. So I like... Uh, all right. And then there's another thing going on. I I was uninterested in them. But if you're go if you're going to ask me if I liked Heathcliff's Cadillac Cats... Which I know the answer Hell, now. yes, I did. <laughs> I no. All four. I love those guys the best. I didn't give a shit about Heathcliff... I wanted the Cadillac Cats. I wanted Riff Raff and mm-hmm. Hector and the other sure. one. I think I probably, I may have never encountered these cats. I, that's how much he- I hated just the intro uh, of Heathcliff. The song Heathcliff? It's the best theme oh, song. No, I yeah. hate that song. What? <laughs> this cannot be Whoa. a first opinion anyone. I've never heard that before. That's <laughs> really the best song. Yeah. I, don't, I think I don't like 50s. Uh, I don't like doo-woppy, especially like done wow. in the 80s doo-wop. That's a great theme song. I, Heathcliff annoys me for so this is this has been raised on the Doughboys. I forget where they fall on it. Well, the uh, comic strip, the comic is, strip is, is nonsensical. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. That it's less about the cartoon. The cartoon, yeah, because because the comic strip, if you even read it, whoever's making it still, or if it's just a rehash, mm-hmm. it's nothing. It's it doesn't make any sense. So you liked the cartoon, or you didn't like? Heathcliff? I didn't like the Heathcliff part of the cartoon. I love the Cadillac Cats part because they lived in the junkyard. They were very cool and riffraff. Uh, had a car that transformed it was like a, mm. he could make it yeah. into like a living space he could make it into a cool like uh, cadillac of some kind i truly am seeing the cadillac cats for the first time ever as we speak really and observation number one horniness a theme in this episode oh, oh well man. he had a hot he was a tiny little yeah. cat and he had yeah. a very tall sexy short, he's a real short kings unite he's so his little like dom de louise hat yes. and scarf yeah. and how I, does he land a girl twice his size he was uh, that cool and also uh this is the thing people complain about that everything is sexist Hmm. confidence because like it's like lola bunny or we've talked about this before where the cartoons like the male cartoon is like a dumpy looks like an animal i'm actually going to take the other angle on this and say that uh 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 it's heightest 
to go like, how did he get her in this case, in the Cadillac case? All right, fair enough. There's a lot of unfair uh, judgments put on shorter men in society. I believe that to be true, so I see what you're saying. I'm looking at a a picture of the whole gang of the other half of it, too, and Heathcliff has a... Heathcliff is with his exact equivalent, Mm. and then Cadillac Cat is... With with somebody twice his size, maybe I guess I should not be heightest about this, but they're <laughs> that pairing is a lot stranger. I'll tell you that. Well, I think uh, you would like the cat like cats. Yeah, character maybe and confidence goes what a long way. Stuff do they get up to? Uh, they're like up to no good a lot. <laughs> like not nothing. I think true too dangerous. But, but there's they're a, like wait, they're a, like hot characters in this show, and they're up to no good. And you liked it. Yeah, believe it or not, I, I think it was a lot of having to do with the transforming car. Okay. I think I mm-hmm. liked that he had like kind of a transformer type car, and uh, I thought I thought Hector specifically, which is the one with the tie. Mm-hmm. I thought he looked cool, <laughs> and I wanted to like look like Hector. And I liked Riff Raff's hat. <laughs> Why aren't you wearing a Dom DeLuise hat all know. the time yet? I guess I should. I guess I should age into that. Or it's your cap- style. Or captain's hat. Yeah, or captain's hat. You should or jughead w- hat. Yeah, oh, you got a lot yeah, of hat options. We should put it up to a vote. What kind of hat should Jason wear? Could we talk about just about Cadillac hats for the rest of the episode? That's fine because well, clearly we're, we don't have a lot to say about. That's why I like some of the some of these episodes. There's the too many things episodes where we're all stressed. We have to jam it all in. I kind of like these ones where like I feel like we have open landscape to talk about whatever. The Cadillac. We should cats. just check in with how each other are doing because I don't have a lot to say about. I feel like you're coming mentioned. in with a bad attitude though. Maybe I am. Maybe I am. Uh, so- it's, it's to be fair. It's more about the jamming it into California. Adventure and less about yes. because I did walk out of the Disney World one whenever I saw it like a decade ago, thinking mm-hmm. that that ain't bad. At the time, it was interesting to see the characters converted into 3D. Yes, that would have been I very think that's new. an important thing to note that maybe you haven't now. Of course, 3D Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast and Lion King are all that we live for and Our talk new about. But yes, Our these new are the new classic canon of today. But at the time, to see actually the very first one you see, especially because when you're not you're not sure where the attraction's going, and uh, I think the big reveal of the big screen and what all of it is is when Donald does like a does just like a candlelight. Uh, and it's dark otherwise, and Donald's like, huh? And then there's more light, and it is Lumiere, and then you get the 3D-ified Be Our Guest. Yes. Um, so seeing it, like, oh, I see, so it's going to kind of step you through these great moments, and mm-hmm. in a new dimension, that's kind of fun. And I did yeah. I did like it when I, when I first saw it. Did not read as well on this, because it just seemed like, and now we're using all of the normal size movie screen. Yeah. I think... Did they start using all of it? It's, at some point, they switched to yeah. all of it. Well, that's the problem. And but you know it was what? I dim. I, I looked it up, and it's the same thing that happened in uh, Paris, where it only went in. They only put in PhilharMagic in October 2018. Right. And I watched video of it, and it's the same aspect ratio. It's the same cut. So if we had to explain this, um, if you see it in Florida, there's a there's a really nice frame with like musical instruments golden Mm -hmm. and there's musical instruments on it and when the part of the show happens where you're going to watch a Mm -hmm. concert that mickey is conducting it fills up that whole screen and then everything goes dark and then it comes back up and there's a much much bigger screen big reveal really cool in paris and in california adventure they have reduced the screen with digital <laughs> curtains. <laughs> so we're just not using all of the screen. So yeah. then the big reveal is, oh, they're using 
almost the whole screen because still for a lot of it, at least for be our guest, there's just like a black bar at the top. So it's like yeah. a letterboxed. It's so strange. It's I sort was of saying... like they letterboxed it twice almost. Like yes. there's twice as we were trying. You were trying to figure out the numbers. I was saying it's two thirds of one one eight five one. So divide one eight five one into thirds <laughs> to multiply by two. You need an equation. It's an unpioneered aspect ratio. Is there a plussed up way for them to have done this? Because obviously putting these in these theaters are just quick fixes the specifically california adventure like this theater all of this area will be redeveloped within the next five years i'm assuming we so obviously these, something right that, uh, it's all tied i think to the eastern gateway which will come back soon that's my prediction that's What's my the, explain the eastern gateway yeah it's basically the uh they were going to build a parking garage on the other side of harbor with a bridge they were going to shrink sort of the uh, entryway into California Adventure because you would go through security over on the other side of Harbor by the parking garage. And then Anaheim, of course, when there was a less friendly government said, don't do that. It'll choke all the businesses on Harbor because you'll just you put a bridge over <laughs> Harbor and made it inaccessible from the resort. Mm-hmm. And they said uh, Elysium uh, rules. Yeah. <laughs> the, rich, the rich people go above. <laughs> and Disney, instead of saying, oh, well, we'll just make a little walkway to Harbor. They said, fuck you. We will not build this the way we wanted. And then that because they they pull that, then they lose a lot of real estate that they were going to be able to develop out into the Esplanade. I see. So there would have been like it would have California Venture can then like bleed into the Esplanade more because it's going to be a very narrow or a much more narrow walkway into California into the main hub of Disneyland. So the the main thing is we it's been rumored for a long time that I mean, already some some Marvel is going in. We lost Bugs Land and we lost. It's tough to be a bug, Mm -hmm. but presumably more Marvel will end up in that Hollywood area. Yeah. How much is the question? Right. And it's and this this sort of dull on its face parking bridge issue impacts that ultimately. And or the expansion area behind Cars Land. I think Uh you can build out into that. Yeah. And there's there's one behind the tower that they were going to supposedly build the avengers coaster which who knows we haven't heard what is going on with that or if they just say fuck it we're imploding that alpine hotel that's <laughs> right on the property uh-huh. y'all had your chance just like they just invade it and drone strike it and that's their <laughs> <laughs> that's their property now like they have a they got a new fireworks show and they aim the fireworks at the <laughs> hotel and blow it up oh whoops whoops, whoops. Made a mistake. Um, yeah, the way they put this into DCA, and I, 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 I don't mean to just say uh, I didn't mean to imply that just you had a bad attitude, Scott. Because sure. my reaction to the execution of this would be described as, well, this feels a little craven, like this, in, because uh, they put up the posters of like the fake. There's a bunch of fake movie posters as you're walking, and those are cute. Like mm-hmm. Genie sings the blues, or like. Hades, a character they can never have the same actor do the voice again because he's a lunatic. Like, there was a poster with <laughs> Why him. Why not? Who is that now? Uh, I don't know because he's been censored by all the social media networks. Um, uh, yeah, so there was like fake uh, posters for musical acts with your favorite Disney friends. Uh-huh. And that led to a pre show area that was just some more 
uh, cheapy flat screen TVs not really showing anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> That's a good in, point. Mm-hmm. In Florida, that pre-show area doesn't seem to have much either, but at least they have some fake chandeliers and stuff like you're going into a concert hall. Right. There's a mm-hmm. little more because it was built for it. But the, the real thing was the entryway sign. Yes. You uh, noticed this. Well, I would call it the most pixelated logo anywhere in a Disney park. Like if you just look at the, like, I I think if you go, if you go to California adventure, look at that sign that used to be, it used to say sadly Muppet vision 3d and now it's a PhilharMagic sign and just look up at Donald. Donald (laughs) Donald looks like a not fully rendered PlayStation (laughs) two character. He Donald needs more polygons. Yeah. It's, uh, I guess really I am cutting it some slack because it's better than nothing. And it's been, what was literally in there before? Was it a a preview of a wrinkle in time? I think Uh, for three years they were showing (laughs) five minutes of a wrinkle in time. There was also the Pixar short film festivals. They were running a bunch of Pixar short film festivals for a little while. It was the frozen sing along. Mm-hmm. And then Nutcracker Show. Four Realms was also the th- previous three years had been a preview of Nutcracker in the Four Realms. Boy, these Disney previews. <laughs> this has been quite an era. Yeah. So this is I, I'm cutting it slack for that reason, because it is absolutely better than those things. It definitely is. And I think if they had just done this five years ago, well, I'd be like, course. sure. Yeah. I think it's just so strange that suddenly and any fellow nerds listening maybe caught this happening that like mickey's filler magic opening in three weeks and we all went what why right and i guess the idea being well let's just jam every corner of california california adventure with stuff uh so to maybe pull out some crowds yeah. that might be going to, to star wars the name we, of the game is galaxy's edge alternatives we, we yeah. should also say we're recording this this will likely come out after we've been in galaxy's edge sure yeah. so we should say like we're not the same people that we will be no our Once. voices are gonna sound different yeah. it's gonna well, yeah it'll be like sort of a post like acid trip where you're different forever right so this will be the last uh <laughs> this will be the last uh artifact of us mm-hmm. before unless before the change unless we somehow have we're so disappointed by it that we think mickey's far magic was better it's better than the falcon what world <laughs> i can't even imagine that world but maybe that's right Maybe we will say, you know what? The Falcon sucked. If the ride breaks and like sprays oil at us, then maybe if mm-hmm. we're disfigured well, from the ride. that would be the most eventful thing that ever happened to me at a theme park. So I'd be excited for that to happen. <laughs> Plus, you'd like it just for story What a purposes. story. Plus, you'd wring out your clothes and hey, free oil. Hey, free oil. <laughs> <laughs> you know right... what hydraulic fluid goes for nowadays? Jason wrung out a glass of hydraulic fluid <laughs> and into a glass after the ride. And he's coming up. He's coming. He's winning. I'm ahead. He's ahead. That's you what I meant to say. keep it in the fridge to like... Yeah, oil up <laughs> r- any rusty gadgets mm-hmm. you got around the house. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of like Wayne Zielinski style uh, doodads <laughs> Bre- and breakfast gadgets. machines. Yeah, breakfast <laughs> machines, sausage uh, uh, shooters, dressing tie tying machines. <laughs> yeah, so um, the Philhar magic. Uh, it's 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 There's better. A, it's, yeah, it's yeah, better. Yeah. I'm it's glad better. it's there. It's better. But, yeah, it's like. It's clear like we're just like throw this in. We got to do something. What movie do we have lying around? Well, yeah, that idea. Yeah, that was a bad idea back then. But whatever. Uh, it's better than nothing. Mm-hmm. Is it really going to draw anyone away from Disneyland? No, it's, I, it's, it's not it's currently. A cute show. It's not drawing anyone now. I mean, I, it's a new thing that 
there's probably West Coast people that have not seen it. Mm-hmm. Families so, will probably, I mean, there'll probably be kids and families who like it. Although the audiences yeah. that we were with seemed a little checked out. Yeah. Um, yeah. We did get sprayed with water a lot. They were leaning on the water uh, sprays. Yeah. A little too much. Which isn't always a Disney thing. And I like that. I like yeah. that maybe I'm not sprayed on a disney ride with water or hydraulic fluid the best i maybe this is a full two and a half hour episode but the best water spray in a disney <laughs> park i'll i'll decide it now sinbad in tokyo oh i don't even remember a spray when you go into the fir- after you're out of the village when they say goodbye you go into like a dark area and there's a storm and you get a little mist oh that's right right before and it's so great it's, it's my more favorite mist. Pleasant than other ones. I think we still went, eh. Sure. But if I we have to say the best. Yeah, uh yeah. I guess it would be. Uh um, right, can you think of a better water mist or spray Disney experience? It's not I mean, well, it's some to, I think the worst one is the one I did in the fake Soren in Canada where it's a sprayed Aaron in the eye oh, and, well, and it ruined her contact for the rest of the day. Not Disney. That's not <laughs> Let's Disney. Let's see if we had to go Disney. I mean, you can best say sprays. Best, best spray or uh, I guess you could say like putting your hand out for the water on Big Thunder because then you can control the amount of water you're getting. We hate that too. Really? Yeah, every time. We you'll our star go-to reaction is ah. Okay. That's so always it for us. Uh, so you tell if you tell me you like one, I'll say ah or not. And I'll probably I've, say ah. I've got one that always makes me uh laugh, but it's at Universal and it's at the end of the Jurassic Park. No one uh, is following my rules for this exercise. <laughs> it's too limiting. <laughs> at, at the Jurassic Park uh boat ride at the end when you are pulling back into the queue, one of the spitter dinosaurs pops up when you think it's over and like hits some people with mm. uh spray. That's, I'll, but it I'll say get everyone. That's an ah from me. Uh it's it's a funny cuz people if people aren't looking and aren't expecting it they think the ride's over. Mm-hmm. I felt very fortunate as a tour guide one of the most unpleasant sprays is on the tram tour in Hollywood where spoiler alert um when you pass by some you know three Jurassic Park jeeps then in the bushes some spitters spit at mm-hmm. you uh and as a tour guide I was the only person with a window blocking me nice. from this so i never had to worry about it and uh everybody else was a sucker mm. would you consider the old it's gone now but the mist where you would see captain barbosa on pirates of the caribbean no that's fine that was you not that. so thick that it like stayed on me or anything right yes that would that felt so like uh intangible and so maybe that's your favorite if, if we're you talking consider that, I just water. don't think that's even a spray. Yeah. Uh, that, it's so little of a spray. I don't know if you can call it a spray. All right, you're right. Yeah. It's not. Uh, Surprise ones, probably. Soren doesn't have any water. No, thankfully. No water on, obviously, Splash Mountain. You get soaked, uh-huh. depending on where you are. Sure. But yeah, but, I guess you wouldn't Disney... call those sprays. Is there a tough to be a bug one, probably? Yeah, I think so, but I don't remember where it is. Uh-huh. The T1 million exploding is a spray mm-hmm. at the end of T2-3D. There's not a ton at Disney, though. No. It's universal every ride. So we couldn't do a Final Four, or there'd only be four if we did it. Yeah, we'd have to do it universal. We'd have yeah. to add universal in. Copic Vision. Yeah, I like it okay when Foggy does... Fozzy. Foggy. <laughs> foggy. <laughs> foggy Bear. Oh, foggy is, uh, I've been misspeaking they a lot today, too. Me. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> he does the... Doesn't he do the flower? 
He, yeah, you get it a, a little with You know flower. what? That one's fine. They didn't go overboard with it. Okay. It's just a little bit. Yeah. But this felt like universe. This the application of it in this felt like universal. Felt yeah. like too much water. I think because they do it in the two sequence. So so just chronologically, there's a whole big intro where they're not ready, and Mickey yells at Don like we're not ready. Like Donald, don't touch my hat. Like they're gonna get ready for a concert. Donald, of hands course, off, touches <laughs> hands off my fucking hat i'm the star um, and also not to sidetrack you for telling the story too much but before that in the pre-show and then while you're sitting just a lot of business of like we're almost ready we're polishing yeah. the brass <laughs> yeah not a thing you usually hear at a professional uh performing environment yes at a stately opera a stately people are not assuring opera. you that the opera is gonna happen and it's, it's not, not very professional yeah and it's not fun like muppet vision pre-show banter no, like there's great yeah. little bits and stuff. This is just the Disney characters assuring you that they will be ready soon, and all yeah. doing very like workmanlike jobs. Minnie, right? Mickey gets to conduct, and thus Minnie, Donald, and Goofy have all been deployed as his like personal assistants. Yes, they're all fetching him waters. Yes, it's weird. Yeah, well, but th- and this this has like a literal hat on a hat because Mickey is both a conductor but has the Sorcerer's Apprentice hat at his disposal as well. Yes, he's now the the pupil is now the the master. Yeah, and uh, he is in the the mold of the sorcerer. Um, and thus, and so now he, when he conduct because he steals the hat to conduct, and now it's both. Now he's but he has permission. Uh, he killed the sorcerer. The sorcerer's dead. Right, yeah. he slayed him, and now yeah. the hat is his. Yeah, Yin said is in hell or at least <laughs> some sort of. Limbo. Oh, that's right. His name is Yin, Yin Sid. Yeah. Anybody can you, you listening at home who doesn't know that fact already know what Yin Sid is? If you reverse it, it's the name of the one true God. <laughs> it's the Illuminati. They're trying to communicate with us. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Okay. So yes, the Sorcerer's Apprentice. The events of the Sorcerer's Apprentice are done, and we're not talking. Uh, Jay Baruchel, Sorcerer's Apprentice. We're talking original. <laughs> oh, gee. Remember that. Vaguely, with mm-hmm. Nick Cage, yeah. Wow, I only know this because I, I worked for this Disney that. promotional company. I yeah. edited Facebook content, and I remember—I might have said this on the show already—but I just remember a lot of <laughs> Nicholas Cage rambling, prattling on about. I also think about playing Balthazar. You know, you got to remember Balthazar is real. <laughs> that's a good Cage. Hey, thanks. That's only—that's my Cage keyword is Balthazar. Balthazar. Oh man, here's something to recommend. Uh, the the Blu-ray for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse mm-hmm. has making of featurettes that feature both uh, uh, Nick Cage talking about the movie because he's Spider-Man noir mm-hmm. oh, and right. a very old Avi Arad. Arad? Avi Arad. Avi Arad. Uh, yeah, long time uh, Marvel producer. producer. Bought, uh, bought Marvel when he was a toy biz with like Perlmutter. Yeah, and still has producer credits on like the spider-man movies at least maybe the x-men mm-hmm. ones too. and i believe he's a maniac <laughs> yeah him and cage are out of it in these like behind the scenes things and just hearing nick cage go like uh, my spider-man's a little rougher he fit right in with uh, uh philip marlowe and and uh sam spade raymond chandler i i was watching a clip of nick cage from the superman lives costume fitting last night oh. and <laughs> He's going on and on about Superman and what he's going to do. And he's in the outfit. 
and I looked it up. He was 33, and I, I lost my mind. Oh. Like, how... Younger than us, yes. currently? <laughs> yes, yeah. younger than all of us. Oh. And he, he's weathered already. He's got that voice, and you're like, oh, my God. We should be happy, then. You're not so weathered. I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm downright boyish compared to <laughs> Nick Cage at 33 trying but on weird Superman outfits. I hear a Nick Cage now go, like, that movie just goes to show that anyone can be Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> it's very fun. Huh. Uh, that sounds good. Um, uh, what were we saying that we're so oh, that, this, like okay? Everybody's doing grunt work for Mickey, so you can put work. on a little music show. Donald and, starts fucking with the magical hat and the orchestra. The magical instruments go insane. Well, like, the, well we've missed. We've glossed over that. That when preparing for the show, Donald has to take all the all the lots of instruments out of a bag and then those do those come to life yeah and perform rather than mm-hmm. musicians being there thus again once again nobody's getting paid this has got to be skirt and seven union rule skirting, yeah. there's like 78 people in an orchestra all not making their salary because he's just going straight to the instruments mickey you're a bad employer your theater <laughs> wow. should be shut down yeah that's got to be against some like musicians equity or something yeah 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 Yeah. support musicians um do not automate orchestras with magic (laughs) that is a cause for you to take up i think yeah it's important um uh so so yeah then all right so donald puts on the hat and then they all they, they all start he they start playing mickey mouse's theme song another great thing what if I get a lot of instruments together? And what if I get instruments together and have them play my song? Yeah. And then everyone will go home. <laughs> that seems to be what his plan is with the show. Right. Donald, as we know from the theme song, from the opening of the Mickey Mouse Club, hates the Mickey Mouse song more mm-hmm. than anything. Mm-hmm. Donald Duck, he tries to say. He's mad. He's jealous of Mickey's fame. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't have a song. But no, he has a song, but he has, he's even mad at his own song. Yeah. but No one could- but Donald Duck. Wah! He's still... <laughs> like still mad he's very yeah. much salieri in this <laughs> would you consider disc would you consider disco duck his song uh no that's not related to him that's yeah. still again more people stealing that is oh, not an official oh, right, disney right, property. Right, right, right. yeah he's just doing rick no, dees right. is doing a donald s voice uh um, yeah yeah he was the original mickey not crediting musicians properly mm, too bad <laughs> So um, all, all of that happens, and mm-hmm. then and then the instruments go crazy. Yeah, they attack him. And then you you do go to that moment I like where it it is black, and then the flame comes up, and it's Lumiere. Mm-hmm. And they're starting strong. It's a great song. Be our guest. Great song. Mm-hmm. That animator came back as well. Oh really? Uh, Nick Ranieri really came back to do Lumiere. Oh, um, but you know who didn't come back for any of it? The voices of the <laughs> actors or of the characters. Yeah. Um, Clearly, that... it's all just original audio. Oh, yes. Well, yeah. it, and a lot of the um, Donald is original audio. Apparently. Right. Oh, yeah. Of Only... Clarence Nash of the original de- voice of he- Donald. You can yeah. hear the audio recording like the the quality is poorer. <laughs> Like, especially on, like, some of his yells, you can hear it's, like, a clip from the 60s or something. The uh, current uh, voice actor only recorded five new lines for this. Everything else was, like, old stock. Probably Disney wow. pays by the line. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, we can only, we only have uh, $500 for him, $100 a line. <laughs> so when Donald's humming be our guest, that's new guy. Right. Okay. If it refers to something explicitly happening, but if it's yeah. just like, wah, 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 wah. here's my problem with this show in general. It's just the recordings <laughs> from 
the movies, Donald doesn't really interact that much. He is just in the background of these famous scenes getting hit or owned or whatever you want to call it. (laughs) Sure. There's a lot of fun to be had with Donald singing along or getting into like some sort of altercation with like Lumiere, the main characters. There's a lot of fun. I feel like you could have with Donald getting in there and really messing the songs up or something. I like the brooms Mm -hmm. hitting him with water in a row. I like some of the stuff, but it's really just, you're watching a CGI version of a song, you know, while a a picture in picture little thing happens with Donald. An unrelated story. Unrelated story in the promise of Mm. if you pitched me, Donald goes through Disney history, screws everything up. That sounds fun to me. Yeah. But this version of it, I'm assuming to save money so they didn't have to get a re-recorded version of everything. They might have been worried. I'm realizing about like Maybe the guy was going to like hurt himself doing Donald's voice because I just did Donald for one line and, like and I'm like, did. yeah, I'm like choking a little bit. I'm going to, you guys keep talking. I'm going to get water. <laughs> that sure. really, like, oh I've God. been stifling it. That really fucked me up. Mm, all right. Boy, I'm much sorry. respect to Clarence Nash and Tony and Selmo. Mm, just go oh get my the, God. over the yeah, sink. I'm going to go cough yeah, up a storm. Get something over the, uh, from the, uh, uh, the sink. You, okay. So, uh, so be our guest, <laughs> Sorcerer's Apprentice Brew. But do you, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. I mean, we did get the introduction of the greatest love story of our time. Donald and Ariel the sure. Little Mermaid so I get there she's interacting with him but the songs are the exact same it would be fun if Donald took a verse and said what he wanted to be part of does he want you to mean be a like human? as if the scenes were under new management some might say sure but that's that's the fun I think that's the promise of a premise like this yeah is that's that you true. get Donald doing fun stuff with the songs and it it feels like you're just listening to the exact same, which you are, the exact same song, and you're getting a little piece of business here and there, and it feels it feels like I'm not seeing a new experience yeah. as much as I'm seeing a little, some cute little gags, but I'm just listening to the soundtrack from the movie I already know very well. Mm. It doesn't feel like a fun, special movie to me. That's what makes the whole thing to me uninteresting. Um, I've got a, a short tangent because it's music related. Um, I put we posted that picture a while back of the I had found the like two disc um, Disney World soundtrack. I bought it years ago on mm-hmm. CD, and I was listening to it again at my car, and it it, ju- it it struck me how odd it was, and I'm like, what year is this from? And it's copyrighted 2008. So there is some strange stuff on it. Like, I was driving along, did not expect to hear, like, the Tiki Room song until like halfway through and then stop stop like oh no the under new it's got the under new management iago song on it be careful with that iago voice let me tell you I, from experience yeah, no i'm not doing <laughs> don't it get anymore. too scratchy i'm i survived but just barely and then the like second song on it is a thing called main street medley which for most of it is like little snippets of like long way to tipperary long way to tipperary <laughs> or, or like song? sure or clang 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 with a trolley but then there's an original song about how like it's main street today and we're happy to see you oh i don't know like that it's is. very odd so like 2008 i guess i don't even know where i would have bought this um disney world no i but i wasn't <laughs> there in 2008 i think maybe i was in disneyland and i was like why do they have this here guess i'll buy it 
You think it's odd that you were in Disneyland and there was a CD that had a song about Main Street being nice? No, that it, but it's the Walt Disney World soundtrack that they made. Uh, they, I think they were selling in Disneyland. That's it's not like Disney Tokyo Disney where they sell like CD singles. Yeah, isn't yeah. it weird? They have like it's just like you buy the, it's like expensive CDs and it only has one track on it. It's fifteen minutes long. Yeah, I bought a three disc set to try. I wanted to get everything, but if I were to buy all the music. At Tokyo Disney, it would have cost me a thousand dollars. They have so much stuff like spread out over more there. Well, yeah, they haven't gotten into the streaming thing as much. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I have not. I would like to hear that Main Street song that yeah. you're referring to. Um, yeah, I gotta, I gotta dig it out. I gotta finish listening to it because I think there's some. More. You got it in 2008. <laughs> and I listened to it then, and I forgot like this whole thing. Oh, on his to-do list. <laughs> <laughs> listen oh. to the rest of the tracks on the thing I bought 10 years ago 11 years ago so, <laughs> so uh, the entire Obama administration passed mm-hmm. and <laughs> uh, anyway uh, so yeah part of the world I've uh, already established beautiful chemistry um, so I just I was watching that as we were talking to refresh uh-huh. my memory again so it's here's playful. here's what happens that I do I see some of what you're saying she takes his little feedies she plays she, with his little feedies. <laughs> takes his snoot, his little she's snooty, little and his feedies. Uh, and she plays with his feet a little bit. And then she kind of like touches, gently touches his bill. Yeah. So, like lovingly touches his but bill. Still, I read that. I see how you, how Donald could misinterpret those signals. Uh-huh. I will say that. I'm not saying but, it's a full arc of a love story, but I'm saying it could be the start of something magical. But let me let me say this. If people saw the way I was affectionate with Edwin, our dog, would you think maybe Edwin would get the wrong impression that, that I was in love with him? Do you sing to Edwin? Yes. Does he quack back at you? No, he just like rolls around a little bit. But like <laughs> if I, I play with his paws, I like rub his snoot, I I'm just saying like... Donald is a little cute animal, and I don't think Ariel but he's is sentient. Yeah, yeah, he is. But Edwin, yeah, this is, is different. Edwin is a little sentient. Donald speaks. Yeah, I, yeah, but he doesn't. She, I don't think. I think she can't under. She doesn't know that. I get the sense that she's not even reacting to what he's doing because she can't hear it. It's like one of those cartoons where the animals speak, but like the humans don't know. Mm-hmm. She, she's not reacting to any of his noises. She's just like, oh, look at this cute animal. And she plays with his little feet. I'm just saying it's not dissimilar to the way I play with Edwin's feet. And I'm saying that <laughs> Ariel is not coming on to him at all. She's just like, oh, this is a cute animal. And Donald is misinterpret. I can see where his his, his uh, misunderstanding is coming from. Well, does are you ever playing with Edwin's feet and then he gets a big old boner? <laughs> uh not the feet, but he certainly has gotten a boner while I've been playing with him. But I, it's not because I was. <laughs> Sounds like he's getting the wrong message. He has been known to hump. Yeah, he humps me all the time. When you sing all of part of your world to Edwin, <laughs> Edwin gets a boner. Yes, maybe. Um, but I'm just saying, I can I can understand why he maybe gets the wrong idea sometimes. Sometimes when I'm like playing. I think, yeah, he's he's getting the signals mixed up. And if I'm on the ground, he will get on the back of my leg and try to hump me. Mm-hmm. So that's right. what's going on. I'm just saying Ariel is not interested in Donald in a real romantic way. <laughs> Donald is thinking that she is, but it's not the case. Well, That's all I'm saying. But I see what you're saying because she does, she does touch him 
And a it's, a little coy. Of the devil. it's a little coy. Hey, Edwin, here's a little test. Look at this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it neat? Wouldn't you think? Not interested, but if Mike around. does it. Uh, he, might, he might want some water. Don't be so coy, Scott. Uh, uh, okay, so, so moving on for part of your world. Uh, it goes to I Just Can't Wait to Be King. This is the thing I noticed. This is the only song. All the other songs take place in locations. Mm-hmm. I Just Can't Wait to Be King is kind of a dream sequence. Sort almost. of abstract Sort of abstract There's ethereal. moments like this in the real. How would you describe this? It almost becomes like a, like, yeah, it's a simplified paper cutout. Yeah, uh, worlds that we go into. There's 3D Simba and 3D Donald, but everything else is like uh, the animals from Brian Fellow's Safari Planet opening. <laughs> yeah, uh, like pillow paper cutouts. Like montage isn't quite right, but like in Singing in the Rain, where they like go into, they start doing the scene from the movie, and then that that takes over. The, you like enter this you whole enter the, right. the Broadway melody. I find yeah. this to be sort of a successful sequence. I think because I tend to like when 3D movies don't just do and it's 3D characters and they're fully yeah. rendered. And I, I like when there's some style like in Spider-Man turn off the dark that there's not turn off the dark. That's the fuck. That is what you meant. I mean, yes, I, you well, did look, mean I that. like everything about that. Spider, what's I, Spider-Man? Into the Spider-Verse. Into the Spider-Verse. I don't think I ever could have produced that. So lodged in my head is turn off the dark. <laughs> um, you know, I like that there's different styles and 2D with like 2D rendered as 3D is Often much mm. cooler to me than 3D rendered as 3D. Right, yeah. I see what you're saying. I mean, or, that... the, or Lego movies a little in that way to like a kookier. Yeah, yeah, style. it looks cool. Yeah, Spider Verse mm-hmm. is incredible. Like the the way they, I mean, they replicated certain artists' comic styles and animated it oh, and there's made like that references mesh. To yeah, mm-hmm. um, the way the Kingpin looks, the way Gwen, uh, uh, Gwen Stacy looks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was I had just seen it recently, and it's so great. First time I teared up at a movie in a long time. Spider-Man, really? Yeah. When he catches, when like Miles catches him at the end, catches Peter at the end before he lets him go. Peter says, what if I mess up again? I'm like, oh no. Oh yeah. I tear up (laughs) Uh, in movies all the time as I get older. Yeah. I don't even have to like it. (laughs) I could not like the movie and I could tear up at something. Sure. Yeah. I don't know if I can handle a toy, a new toy story this summer. Oh, and they're really going to put on the gag, put the pedal to the metal on the emotions. I think it's going to get me. I think they've had too many stories. I'm actually, I'm kind of. The story's over. I'm kind of criticizing it in the sense that I think like they went in like, well, we got to top the last one, which to me feels like a recipe for like too much. Yes. It's a pattern now. Yeah. And how do you top the last one? No, I don't know. The last one's the best. Looking the specter of death in the face. Yeah, it's very. I don't heavy. know. We'll mm-hmm. see. Aladdin. I'm, I'm sure I'll like it. But Aladdin I think... might do it too. In that, I'll just be crying like I can't believe I don't have that money anymore. I don't have that twelve dollars anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, Will Smith's once promising career. <laughs> what happened? What happened? Um, but yeah, I just came to be king. This all this sequence also it makes the most effective use of the side screens because yeah. uh, abstract. You know what? I okay. I will say this. I don't mind what's happening on the side screens. No, um, it's not great. If to, okay within. 
uh, if you're in the Muppet Vision Theater, the, the they're using the screens that used to just exist to imply like that the theater got banged up at the end. Yes. And now they're doing a little more substantial with like, like you know, bonus water, or bonus clouds in the Peter <laughs> Pan sequence. It's kind of like a, I'm told I still haven't done it and I want to. I want to see one of these screen X movies that just oh, like yeah. stretch abstract imagery to the side. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. There's one in, in Buena Park down by uh, down by our beloved Nod. Um, but uh, this, I don't know. You put extra abstract giraffes and monkeys over there. That was the, fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you can't do like the like the DreamWorks Theater Kung Fu Panda, uh, where they that is a pretty seamless wraparound. Yeah, uh, uh, there. This isn't um, that. It's not that. But yeah, no, I like oh. the abstract. They also drew abstract like uh, Donald. Uh, Donald and the Sorcerer's Hat at the one point, like spinning by Simba's head, like in that style. Oh yeah, uh huh. I like that. Yeah, um, mainly just to hear all these classic songs in one place, and every once in a while, interrupted by my hat. My, I need the hat <laughs> in the background. <laughs> yeah, not like, really mixed properly. Like right. uh, the the um, I think you should leave sketch. Uh, Bozo dubbed over. <laughs> Oh yeah! Almost. Oh fuck! <laughs> um, I don't know. Guns in her jacks off. <laughs> My hat's supposed to be here, uh, but I don't jack off. The Tim Robinson Netflix show. It's so good. Um, but and the, then you know what we haven't really talked about also is like what uh, talking about modding out the Muppet Theater. Um, mm-hmm. What is our Staller and Waldorf still up there? Where is everything? That's Where's a good, the very good question. I think they're yeah. still up there because it's very expensive to remove animatronics. So we're just looking at a curtain. Uh huh. Because these are unused balconies at this point. They used to have characters popping out of them. Bean Bunny, mm-hmm. Statler, Waldorf, this great animatronics just sitting yeah. in a coma state. It's, it's labor intensive to move them. And also, if they're hydraulic fluid powered, then you have to concern yourself with disposing of closing off hydraulic lines, disposing of fluids. And so this is why oh. Buzzy sat untouched for right. so many years. Otherwise, Jason's going to get it all. Yeah. Take it home. Yeah, you should do a hydraulic uh, <laughs> fluid heist. <laughs> <laughs> like in the Simpsons when Homer and Bart were getting the grease. The grease. Oh, man. <laughs> you just go into those balconies and suck out, just have a long tube and suck out the hydraulic fluid. Sure. With an, a length hydraulic fluid for his cuckoo clocks at home. <laughs> My clock. I don't know what hydraulic fluid is used for. Yeah, I don't either, but I assume it's the, for Jason's cuckoo clock collection, which honestly, I've known you for a long time and I've made up a lot of funny specifics for your life, but I haven't. Come on, I haven't thought of Cuckoo Clock Collection, which makes a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. Sure, that is a good movie shorthand for like, this character's a little quirky. Yeah. Right? But nice sometimes, too. Geppetto's nice. Sometimes nice. Maurice Geppetto, is nice. Maurice is nice. I'm <laughs> sure true. Mr. Megorium's got his share of Cuckoo Clocks. Oh, for sure. I think it would also make sense for you to be doing something at home or tinkering to where you need like the big glasses that make your pupils oh, look that very I can, big. Oh, uh, put up and down, yeah, depending just like on Wayne how Zalinski. much. Just like yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Sure. You need you. I don't know where to get them. You need some good eyeball expanding glasses. Yeah. Trying to figure out the perfect ratio of like mustard, relish, onions on a dog. <laughs> I, I don't so. like those big pumps because like you, then you end up with one puddle and then you have to smear it around. And- oh man! If you were the Dom DeLuise beret and the glass and the goggles, <laughs> oh man! Wow. You should really start becoming like one of these fancy men, Disney like dress up men. <laughs> I think that's really yeah. a, that's a look that you should do. I think 
Yeah. Maybe for uh, your birthday, I'll buy you a full outfit. <laughs> like a Duffy sure. style outfit. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Crazy I mean... old Jason came in here talking about some kind of beast. He's out of, he's, he's a loon. <laughs> <laughs> that does feel more fun than like all the 90s, like vintage 90 tees and pattern shorts and stuff coming back, like hypey shit mm-hmm. in ha- fashion right now. I don't think I can pull that off. Go back to the 18. But if I go back to like, yeah, <laughs> not even the 18, not like I don't want to be like an old timey, but I want to be like a quirk, like an old, an old timey kook. And now that's something. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a style you could own. Don't you have like a cabbie hat that you wore for a while? That I wore for a while? Didn't you used to wear, like, six or seven years ago, you had, like, a cap you would wear, maybe on, like, a, a special occasion. If you had, like, a sport coat on, you would wear, like, a floppy cap. Am I wrong? Or is this just a fantasy so. I have? There was, you never have a hat, like, not a baseball hat, but you didn't have, like, a little floppy cabbie hat? I think there are pictures of me, like, wearing one in high school or something. Okay. I think I found one at a Goodwill. I'm sure I've pulled it out for, like, shows or stuff. Do you have, do you know where it is? I have a box of hats. <laughs> sure. I have a box of hats and like four boxes of props from years of uh, doing comedy. All right. Well, so do I. So, I have every prop from any video yeah, I ever made I still sitting around. I want them to go away. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. But I feel like Get I'm, rid of them, but then. I might need this sweater yeah, from Steamrollers, not just for crushing people again. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that sweater. Sure. I, have a, I have a rumpled Grimace costume that's just a sheet with Grimace's face printed yeah, out from a, a computer duct taped to the front of it. And it's the scariest thing, but I will not get rid of it. I've used it twice in five years and there's really no reason I should keep it, but it's truly like a nightmare. And I, but it's like my favorite thing. I was Grimace yeah. once for Halloween and I it was, I just got it like green or just purple fabric and draped it over oh, yeah. myself. It's uh yeah, good costume. Uh, yeah, I did it for two bit, but it, he, every time I do it, he'll look worse because he's been in a rumpled mess under my bed. And I think it'll just be funnier if I have it in 20 years from now, because it really will. Grimace was homeless for a little while. Yes. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what else? So after I just can't wait to be king, back to back, you can fly in a whole new world. Both flying sequences, both kind of feel a little like an afterthought. I guess he gets tossed around in the clouds a little more. They're not in, um, not magical. Or in yeah, a whole new you, world. You don't get a lot of Peter Pan time, I feel like. That gets no. the short end of the stick. Mm-hmm. You get a little bit of it. Um, but yeah, it just uh, it's not a satisfying experience. None of this feels satisfying to me. It's not the ultimate rendering of these classic moments. Yeah. No. I'm also, I have another question, which is why, so if this hadn't happened, if Donald hadn't gone from IP to IP... Would they, are these characters all just like in a Groundhog Day loop singing their famous song every day, mm. every second? Well, if we're talking about the uh, multiverse in general, I think there always is going to be a version of you. We're doing, like, there's a version of us doing this episode forever somewhere. What? In the multiverse. This one? This specific <laughs> one. <laughs> over and over again. That poor, that, those poor guys. Yeah. Where this is just a loop there. Um, so I think I like to think of it like that, where it's just he's accessing 
a timeline and a multiverse where he's mm-hmm. getting right to those important moments in those characters' mm-hmm. lives. <laughs> yep. The important, the most important moment for Aladdin was the magic carpet ride. The most important moment in our lives was talking about the Cadillac cats mm-hmm. 45 sure. minutes ago. Yep. <laughs> That's so far my favorite part of this episode. <laughs> uh, the ending is Mickey scolds Donald. Donald gets back to the orchestra show. Yeah. I, Somehow. Mickey scolds. Scolds him, they do a little bit of music, and then the tuba shoots Donald back to the back wall of the theater. His little butt wiggles. And yeah, there's a, so there's a mild animatronic in the back where if you ever looked back in the Muppet Vision 3D show to see the Swedish chef uh, projecting or later with a musket. Yeah. Um, and then a cannon. And then a cannon, yes. Uh, um, yeah, they use that same space. Here's what I and that's say. that's fun. I, we, I think we yeah, all like that. That's like the best Start thing. there. Start with that. Start mm-hmm. with the tuba shooting Donald into the back and mm-hmm. go from there. Sure. It's like Kurt Vonnegut always said, write 15 pages and throw the first 10 in the garbage and your story should start at page uh, So where would you 11. go yeah. once he gets shot? Where would you go from I there? I don't know. But I, I want to see what happens from you, that that's like the best part and i wish right i don't know i wish there was more where else that do you want to see stuff. donald's butt show up yeah where yeah. his butt would you want him to be more in the 80s disney movies he shows up in the rescue on scuttle or no scuttles in little mermaid oh. what's the name of the of the bird in the rescuers we don't know the we, rescuers we mentioned this under? recently and i couldn't yeah. remember. i we talked about a soren that was that but i couldn't and there's two Remember, different birds because they... It's a Benny and Lenny the Cab situation. Yeah. Extremely yeah. similar. The second one was John Candy. Right. And I don't remember the previous. Yeah. No I watched Rescuers, Rescuers Down Under a lot. And I did not watch the original Rescuers a lot because we didn't have it on tape. And also I found it scary. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, I don't know... I just think like all the, the all the property should come together at the end. It should you should see Aladdin and with uh, you know with Lumiere. Like there's sure. there's so much fun to be had yeah. with this type of premise, and it's just not delivered. And I'm sure that, uh, the Imagineers, whoever were putting this thing together, had fun ideas, and there was some practical reason why the suits were like we can't do that. That's not. We we just need the songs. That's the cheapest way to do it. <laughs> yeah, the like global the recession. The answer is the global recession. <laughs> right. That's the look. Be. We just need it. Uh, all we want to put in is money for the basic two thousand rendering of the. We're not paying Jerry Orbach an extra dime. Right. <laughs> Gilbert Gottfried really stands out too. That he comes in and just squawks, and it is such a squawk that doesn't interact with oh, whatever yeah. Donald is doing. Right. Uh, even though they brought, they had already brought him back for Enchanted Tiki Room under new management, so bring yeah. him back again. This thing, I think, in Florida had a lot of buzz because at the time, uh, it was probably cool to see them in like three D animation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think probably at the time, people were like, oh, this is neat. We get to see the classics rendered in a new way. But I think in 2019, it's like it's pretty unimpressive. It's not bad looking, but it's like, yeah, okay, these are competent CGI versions of the exact same sequences I know. Yeah. Okay, it's the same song, and there's a little Donald fun, but like, it's just the, it's like 10% of what the premise is in my mind. It's nice that, I think, it's nice that there's something in that theater. Like, as we said, it's nice Mm -hmm. there's something. Great. California Adventure, especially, I feel like, is a park where like the really good stuff, there's times where um, the really good stuff 
can fill up a little, like get really long wait times. Yeah. And you're like, oh no, what do we do now? They have less, well, at least this won't have a line. Yeah. So like, and that sort of stuff is like Monsters Inc., Little Mermaid, and now this. So in that sense, it's not bad. It's <clears throat> nice that there is like a little show. And it's bad. Yeah. I think kids, if you have kids, if you really like these movies, like, yeah, this is fun. Mm-hmm. But I wish that projector was a little brighter. Like, well, all of these projectors are aging. That's what I said before we went in. I said, because I, I had done this in Florida a couple of years prior, and I was like, man, this 3D is rough on my eyes. Like, mm-hmm. hopefully yeah. it'll be upgraded for this, and <laughs> I won't hurt as much. And no, it was not. It felt like a magic eye where I would have to kind of like really focus my eyes to make yeah. the 3D work very well. Like, yeah. I think there's probably something where they would have to go in and re-render the whole thing in a different type of 3D to make it so it didn't hurt. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's also, uh, we talk about like cheaping, cheaping out a little and, uh, you know, weird retrofitting to a facility that's there. Um, back when this thing opened at Disney World in 2003, uh, our, our pal, uh, through our ears, Jim Hill, uh, uh, wrote an article about like, here's what, you know, here's what it could have been. And here's why Imagineer said to cut corners apparently this was going to debut for the first time anywhere with the 2005 opening of hong kong disneyland Mm -hmm. and it was going to be a rare thing like that was so chintzy opening day hong kong disneyland uh this was going to be a rare thing that is only there here's the first place you can see it but it was they got done with the movie sooner than expected and uh (laughs) disney world started like they started thinking well can we jam it in there and basically it was going to have a premiere there was going to be a premiere in a retrofitted new theater in Hong Kong Disneyland uh with a, a custom pre-show that would have set the stage for the film that was to follow and because the movie got was on track to get done sooner they said you know we're just going to put it in in Orlando and the lobby whatever we don't have time and no pre-show <laughs> it does feel like a big a nice pre-show yeah yeah. would have helped yeah because there's nothing yeah there's maybe like clouds swirling around so i think this th- i think there's been a domino effect potentially from that decision from not just letting it be its ultimate version in hong kong right. and uh, building it out from there but i have something else to say about this jim hill article i'd like to read you the headline of this article from 2003 mm, go ahead uh the headline is did disney execs unintentionally slip philhar magic a mickey <laughs> Mr. Hill. Uh, Mr. Hill. I don't need to be Mike's mom to be offended by that headline. (laughs) Watch out for the salt and pepper shakers on the table because that's a reach. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Um, It's a different time. 2003 was a different time. I thought, you know what? I thought this opened in Orlando in 2008. So that is uh, extra bizarre to me that Mm -hmm. we are in 2019 getting a 60-year-old attraction out there. So late. So Uh, very late. Also, yeah, that headline doesn't quite, if we're really like one to like trying to figure out the analog for the joke. Mm Mm-hmm. It would be like, did it? I mean, I get it that Mickey is a is a a famous drug you put in someone's drink to knock them out. Yeah, but it should be more. It is. (laughs) It should be like. I'm I'm not gonna be able to think of the joke, but it should be more like cut it off at the knees or like popped its tires or something, mm-hmm. like slowed it down. They poisoned, poisoned the, 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 the attraction. Ride. Yeah, if we're if we're, they put it to sleep. If we're noting the joke headline, <laughs> yeah, and we are, and we, we are, certainly yes. are. 
We've noted a lot of different ride jokes too over the over the course of the last two years That's as well. That's the problem with some of these things. They're just done and tossed out yeah. into the world and nobody expects some nerds to scavenge and analyze it years later but the internet never forgets yeah so yep. i'm looking at you jamil media article from 2003 mm-hmm. um i'll come up with it i'll maybe in like a couple months i'll have it okay, i'll have sure. what i think is the better maybe headline for it i guess that's where you got to give him credit a deadline was looming i guess he had to do it it's it's i get it I jim get hill's the... publisher jim hill was demanding an article that right. day jim hill is his own j jonah jameson so <laughs> he's got like a voice in his head yelling like You're we got a deadline yeah. yeah well that's how you do you have to be a self-starter and i think we all should sort of have a j jonah jameson in our heads that's your tip for productivity is, yes uh, uh-huh. have a, a mustache man yelling at you in your own head of like i gotta get it done we have to have it done by 3 p.m tomorrow get me those pictures i do like that um we're we're like you know we're in an era where people are tweeting you know a lot of uh you know like writery advice and here's how why i think you get a lot of retweets from that like a good you know young writer advice uh mm-hmm. put a tiny j jonah jameson in your head <laughs> um, well editors 6, yeah editors likes. are the first jobs like cut fact checkers and editors first to go you mm-hmm. know at writing posi- uh places Mm-hmm. newspapers and magazines so imagine a mean old man or a Lou Grant yeah. or somebody yeah I could turn I think I could turn this into a full blown like seminar workshop probably find your inner J. Jonah Jameson yeah I could fill up arenas and uh, I could do a whole I could have a whole racket out of this probably cut. yeah cut probably, honestly, probably. From that and get me more pictures of Spider-Man yeah sure <laughs> okay but so I mean this has been plugged into California Adventure and it's in most of the other parks somewhere. Uh, and also via Jim Hill, there's been discussion and rumors that maybe there is some revamp of this. I don't know if you guys caught that, but that maybe they do a new edition of Philhar Magic, much mm-hmm. like they would do with Phantasmic, where they get in, you know, let it go. Right. Because there is... You know, we need to find one place in the theme park universe where we where let it go can play. For right. God's sake. <laughs> um, but anyway, I mean, there's like, uh, are you potentially excited or about or interested in like, all right, well, they'll pepper in some newer sequences. Does that do anything? Does that for do you? anything for me? Is if it's done like this? No, not at all. It's mm-hmm. just it's another like greatest hits keep, with a little bit. Keep in mind, Donald is still grasping for a hat. If he's still grasping for the hat, but if he can sit, like, let him sing, like, like whatever. I, that's not how he sounds, but let him sing it. <laughs> like, let's see something fun like that. Let's, like, let's let him get in the story more. If that's going to happen, then I'm interested. Mm-hmm. Like, I, well, that's what I want. But if it's just going to be, we're going to hear the exact same version of uh, Adina Menzel singing Let It Go no thank you pass mm-hmm. at the very least let's get more characters i don't even see goofy on this thing i don't want to just hear goofy he's my favorite yeah yeah i like, mean i like, like let's that. get something going where i can see my favorites there was that show i think jim and len were talking about it pretty recently the mickey mouse clubhouse is that it where like mickey ran a nightclub and all the characters are there like yes oh yeah yeah, yeah. Out. like that's fun okay mm-hmm. sure uh i just like it does seem I, I want more characters. I want more interaction. I want it to actually feel really specific to my experience at the park and not just like I'm listening to the exact same song. 
Sure. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for. They just laid, laid one new element over something that already existed. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I was thinking if they're going to put new movies in, it's very expected to do Frozen or Tangled or what have you. But in the the many, many years since this uh, experience was created, Disney's bought a couple of new movies. Oh, interesting. I mean, you got your Marvels and you got your Pixars, but you also have the entire Fox archive. Oh. And I thought, well... What about, you know, some of the films that Fox has done uh, in the uh, early 2000s, part of the Fox Films Wikipedia that mm-hmm. I looked at? Go ahead. And maybe you could put some of those in. You know, what if uh, what if Donald, uh, you know, got, like what if the hat ended up on a golf course, giving Donald the opportunity to interrupt a backswing by Bagger Vance? <laughs> I mean, that... <laughs> Sure. What the famous Bagger Vance song that he'll interrupt? <laughs> the cl- fa- the famous musical number. I did. That was an old video I did also when we were talking about my oh, old yeah, things. That, I like that. Yeah, video. you're now. Yeah, yeah, I did, I did a Will Smith Bagger Vance. So y'all, my name is Bagger Vance. <laughs> I, what was it? <laughs> Time to it do like the Bagger ba- Vance dance. <laughs> it was the rap he did for Bagger Vance. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. you've done a credits uh, uh, song. Uh, um, Wait, there's that guy on Twitter who does those all the time. And oh, it's Danny. funnier than what I yeah. did. Yes, there you go. Uh, um, but, you know, also he could, uh, uh, you know, you could the, the hat could go to medieval times. He could get caught up in a in the ultimate joust gone wrong with Martin Lawrence's Black Knight. Oh, wow. Sure. You wouldn't love okay. to see Donald interacting with, sure. uh, uh, you know, he could, uh, I mean, scariest. He's already been underwater, but if you wanted to do a new underwater sequence and... Uh, uh, you know, somebody a little less fun than the Little Mermaid. What if he? What if uh, Donald got stuck in a pool with Swim Fan? <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget, Disney owns Swim Fan. Oh, sure, wow. I, I'll be honest. I did forget. <laughs> I think we all forgot, and let's never forget. We all must remember one thing. It all began with a mouse, and now the mouse owns Swim Fan. <laughs> um, but don't forget all those Fox animated movies we like: Ice Age, Epic. Mm-hmm. You could interrupt. You could interact with my favorite Steven Tyler's Nimgaloo. Yeah, <laughs> I think they. Who are you? I'm Nimgaloo. <laughs> I think Nimgaloo. That is good. I really. That's my favorite so far. Nimgaloo's very small. He could like yeah, the hat could sweep up Nimgaloo, and that'd... then Donald puts the hat back on. He's got Nimgaloo crawling around his head. That'd be great. Yeah, um, and also if you wanted to do, you know, that corner of the park has uh, Guardians and Monsters After Dark. If you wanted mm-hmm. to do a dark one uh, that's just for parents uh well what if the hat flew all the way to france and ended up in the in the backpack of maggie grace right before she's taken by albanian sex traffickers uh in the world of taken <laughs> and now you let all the events of taken mm-hmm. play out but liam neeson is after uh donald mm-hmm. he's after his daughter but without knowing say, it donald is stuck in the backpack right he's trying to get his hat back that's fun that's cute mm-hmm. that would yeah. make that story cuter mm-hmm. and so you know like- you could do that's a perfect excuse for new dialogue is he can grumble about you know ah, albanian sex traffic rah, 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 rah. <laughs> hopefully uh, do they do they have classic dialogue from that old guy where he says Albanian sex trafficker in any of his old cartoons. Oh, maybe. <laughs> he might have just been talking about how he was going to well, use forget, one. There's also three. <laughs> in his personal life. <laughs> there's three takens. In one of them, Liam Neeson gets taken. Oh, yeah. And because uh, there's like a sequence where like the daughter is in the apartment and he tells her where to find a grenade in the apartment. <laughs> 
and she's like i think it's a flashbang and he's like hold it hold it hold it throw it in the air because he he can tell by how far away the pop it like how far away the explain he can like tell like okay uh that was that far it sounded that far away i've been in a car for five minutes so this is the mile radius i've been in why haven't i so, watched the other takens yeah i haven't yeah. seen them yeah. so it, maybe donald could be the one getting taken sure doing well, the too phone much. call like have that duck quack make him quack I'll listen to the quack and listen to the echo listen and the reverberation. The I have a very specific set of skills. <laughs> yeah, let him do it. I will find you and I'll kill you. That's, I mean, that's great. That's obviously more than they want to do, though, with these moves. I'm just saying, yeah. just keep your expectations low for the mm-hmm. uh, magic uh, story. It will all have to be with pre-recorded Liam Neeson. It has to be. Dialogue. The characters have to have said the things they said before and have to be reused, I think. Sure. Unless they go all out. I hope they do. Mm-hmm. I hope he gets taken and sees Bagger Vance. <laughs> I hope that does happen. Every one of these, yes. And yeah. when Lee Neeson saves him, he can say, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, my Donald's getting there. I just don't want yeah, to blow do the, out the pipes. All I can do is a... Well, that's that's it. much better than what I did. But I can't talk like that. I can just talk. No, I can't do that. I, I don't think I can do the, the duck trick. Yeah, that's um, it. All right. Well, we those are great ideas for mm-hmm. uh, for, mm-hmm. for plussing this thing up. Um, but hey, since, yeah, since we got a little extra to this, is finally a topic where we don't require two and a half hour mi- hours minimum. Right. Uh, we can do something we haven't done in a very long time. Which is souvenir showdown? We've had a couple of these in the Smackdown. Is it Smackdown? I think it's Smackdown. Could be. It's been long enough. We don't know. (laughs) Uh, Nobody's uh, really holding us to the fire. (laughs) Souvenir Smackdown. Yeah. I'm surprised I got that close. I got half. Yeah, that was close. Sure. Um, The classic segment, uh, (laughs) which I'm now told is called Souvenir Smackdown. I think. Uh, We all go onto eBay and we try to find the oddest piece of Disney or Universe or theme park merch in general that we can possibly find and uh, we'll have each other uh, uh, guess what we think that w- that would or should cost um who thinks they have the least weird one uh i think i do okay yours are famously the first one you did was not weird at all no not weird at all i <laughs> what was it i don't remember it was something where it was we were... about orange bird i think Oh yeah, yeah. I, was, I think it was weird. I, I, a little no, bit. it was a it was um an inflata a children's inflatable pool toy with oh, oh, the yeah, orange yeah. bird on it. I went and found an actual interesting thing as opposed to an kind of an oddball oddity. Okay. oddity. So um, let's see what would have so got. So this one, but the thing that has uh, always uh, struck me uh, with this uh, with the eBay culture in general is the massive uh, price. You know how how the way the price can fluctuate on stuff. sure. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is I have a picture here to show you. Tomorrowland opening day Disneyland plastic cup collectible nineteen ninety eight. So this is from the uh, infamous Tomorrowland redo. I'll show you that. Okay. Scott. Oh no, it's it a hurts. Souvenir plastic cup. Okay. With sort of a st- gold steampunky top. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, how much do you think? this sells for well as uh, let me ask you this what did you check um is it what's how it's listed or have you checked and seen that the same thing has actually sold for the uh, money I, how what it is currently listed i as. see okay, okay. um because hmm. sometimes i do see things that are listed as like a thousand dollars and if you search for the same thing and sold 
it's sold for much less or there's nothing else. There's no precedent even for it. So it feels like okay. people are just guessing. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm going to guess that is $300. Okay, Scott. Um, then I, maybe I got to go higher to make it crazier. $450. Well, gentlemen, I'm here to tell you that you have any number of choices of how much you want to pay. You can pay $32. You can pay $89.99. You can pay $1,000. You can pay $125 for the if same? you just want to uh, buy the topper. For the <laughs> same product, you can find it listed numerous times on eBay for any price you could imagine. So that's okay. Well, so do this real quick. Search for it and hit sold items, completed items, and it'll show you exactly how much it's been selling it for. It's actually sold. I mean, so you can get it, a, with the actual, the prices that you tend to see the most tend to be about twenty four ninety nine. Okay. So uh, somebody was getting like greedy. That's a reasonable price. So right. this that's probably one, how much it was. This one list when I first found it was $199.99. So that was $200. They, they're the ones who came down to $89.99. And that one comes with a collectible coin. Oh. Which I actually oh. think you should just sell on its own. Sure. That sure. Might go for something. Yeah. So uh, but without yeah. a coin, people are trying to sell this for That's wild. Uh, like close to 100 bucks more. Or a thousand bucks, whatever price your heart desires, you can find <laughs> I this list. Really for. I really want to pay a thousand dollars for this. I thought it was very strange. Uh, this kind, this thing that it seems like a lot of people are like, yes, I have this opening day for New Tomorrowland sort of thing, and I'm gonna flip it. <laughs> and there's just a dozen or more people with the same thought, and and you can, and I will have this item for sale next to it, the same item that costs a hundred. Yeah, like hundred times less. I bet I could get one of these for seventeen dollars. Oh, you can also. There's other listings for just the topper. If you just want the top of that bottle, if you are just you, want the straw. Are you thinking about getting it? Not really. Okay, it's well, not a thing I have affection for. Okay, I think I was just. I don't even remember how I found it searching around, and sure. then I just couldn't not find it. I just kept finding pages of it. Right. <laughs> I think everyone needs to send them to you. <laughs> yeah. If them. somebody has one that you, you would send to Jason for free, sure. Yeah. It's a good hydraulic fluid holder. Uh, actually, I'll say that it is a. It does look like it holds a lot of liquid, so mm -hmm. it would be good for storing hydraulic fluid. Right. Hmm. Well, that's great. All right, um, you two, tell me about your weird ones. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, uh, yeah. You want you want me to go for it? I uh, think. Um, yeah. Go for it. I'm pretty. I'm pretty pleased with this, and I'm pretty pleased that you know we we have we talked about doing this months ago, and I'm I'm really happy that it's still up there, and I think you guys will recognize it when I spin it around and show you. But first, let me read the title of the item, which is Hard Rock Theme Park Mick Jagger Rolling Stones Lip Statue Artwork. No! Look at this guy. No. Pretty familiar, eh? Whoa. We know him from Hard Rock Park. It's a statue that's lips, and the teeth are piano keys, and a big gross tongue sticking out of it, and weird mismatchy legs. One's in like a kiss boot, and one's in a like more of a Disney shoe with tiger uh, striped socks. Um, it is one of those bizarre 
sculptures that was created for Hard Rock Park, and it is wow. just up on on eBay. Um, very uh, small description. Uh, rockin' Lips Statue. Unusual Rockin' Lips Statue from Hard Rock Theme Park. Wow. This fiberglass masterpiece of artwork is 11 feet wide, 12 feet deep, and 7 feet tall. Great attention grabber for a business, concert halls, theme parks, or, or amusement parks. <laughs> very different. Wow. Designed after legendary Mick Jagger. <laughs> Call for shipping information. Um, maybe less the, the description not super interesting but um, it is you would go to pick it up in Georgetown South Carolina uh, and it is a, an odd user on eBay uh, called Poboy's Discount which otherwise is just selling like industrial kitchen equipment like they're okay. like they have like you know like a flash fryer or uh, <laughs> their most recent item put up today is uh, a uh a, memori- a, a, a souvenir bottle of uh, popcorn kernels <laughs> from uh, something called Studebaker's Myrtle Beach. So go to Poboy's Discount if you want a Mick Jagger lip statue, but also, you know, a, uh, a electric thermo food finishing <laughs> oven for $400. <laughs> it's weird. I don't know why they ended up with so this. Or what you're car- saying is they have a warehouse. Yeah. They have a warehouse to hold bulk goods. It's all bizarre mm-hmm. kitchen uh, bullshit, which might be which, useful if you're trying to start a restaurant in the in the Carolinas. <laughs> also may have been a lot, like an auction lot that they bought from Hard Rock Park. This might all have been this used. Might all have that's been. a good point. Oh, all of those yeah. weird, all those barbecues or whatever. Um, actually, their their second most expensive item, uh, the Cleveland Tilt Skillet. It's a braising skillet. It makes soups and uh, the large yield uh, uh, can produce forty gallons. So if you want forty gallons wow. of soup, yeah, uh, go to Po' Boys Discount. But would you guys like to put a ballpark on what you might uh, purchase that for? Five grand, Jason. Uh, yeah, I was thinking around there too. I'll go higher. I'll go 10 grand asking. It's, it's a little bit lower, but you're closer in the over under. It's uh, $8,000 $8, is what it's going wow. Could pay 385 for the next 24 months. Did, did everyone go like, oh, the Mick Jagger statue? When you guys think about Hard Rock Park and you think about that statue, do you immediately go like, oh, Mick Jagger? No. Okay. No. It actually feels more Steven Tyler y to it me does with the feel, big tongue. Yeah. It also just feels right. like a little generic, like rock and roll, you know, the lips and the tongue wagon rock and roll. Baby. <laughs> yes, yes. That that rock and roll divorced from all known rock and roll. Sort <laughs> from of thing. Yeah, the yeah. way anyone actually listens to rock and roll. Uh, no, but apparently they are, I take that description to mean they are scientifically exactly mm-hmm. structured to Mick Jagger's actual lips. <laughs> Um, so there you go. Wow. Huh. Piece of Hard Rock Park history. It never stops. The tale of Hard Rock Park never stops unfolding. When we have Binkowski on, maybe he just has a couple lying around. Oh, man. Like maybe he'll just give us just one. Give us for... each one yeah. lip statue. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's what I'm hoping for. Um, all right, Mike. Uh, okay. So uh, there. this is probably a full episode if I really want to deep dive, which probably people would say, we're good. But... <laughs> Uh, let me show, well, okay, let me describe what this is first, and then I'll show you what it looks like. Uh, rare VTG 1950s sterling silver Chucko the birthday clown wishing ring, Disneyland. Chucko? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> Chucko the birthday clown. And let me show you what the ring looks like. Here it is. Oh, I have me. it on the TV. Uh, here he is. He's yeah. Chucko, the birthday clown. 
Uh, now that didn't work how I wanted it to. Now you might say, uh, <laughs> I get so many, I get so many alerts. notifications from Disneyland. So when I put my phone, so that's Chucko. Um, here's the thing. Chucko is a real clown. He died uh, about 10 years ago. He was a local <laughs> Los Angeles clown and he had a TV show where kids would celebrate their birthday. Oh, and like it was a long waiting list to get on Chucko's TV show, like a five year waiting list to celebrate your birthday on Chucko's show. And Chucko not only actually now I should put that actually back up. Chucko not only has this wishing ring that they would give out at Disneyland. He also, and this comes with it, was the menu for a restaurant at Disneyland. What? <laughs> so, gourmet Choco. Disneyland, children's plates. Oh, children love grilled filet of hot soul. sliced roast turkey, <laughs> broiled lamb chop, ground spaghetti, round steak patty, jello and cream, 25 cents. What the fuck is bib juices? Bib juices, no idea. <laughs> Pear and cottage cents. cheese salad Ew. roll. Uh, I mean, hamburger in a bun with catsup. Yes, this is, it says copyright 1961, and it's the happiest clown in town, it says. And Chucko's face is on the other side, and it's terrifying. Yes. Well, wait, go and back, go back. I think I know. The menu is a mask. The menu is yes, also a yeah, mask. Yeah, 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 So you can wear Chucko's face. You can wear Chucko's Look, face. Look, there's eye holes. Yeah. And here yes. is a wow. headshot of Chucko. On uh, KBC 7, our Chucko local the affiliate. birthday clown. So Ch Chucko was a local L.A. children's he was a performer local LA who had clown. a Disneyland presence? Yes, that is correct. That's why I'm saying Patreon oh exclusive Chucko. We have to learn about Chucko. We have to learn about Chucko. Now, you might say, please, can you play me Chucko's theme song? <laughs> <laughs> and the answer is yes, I can. <laughs> How uh, this, many months have you been sitting on this? Uh, what Many months. Oh, yeah. my God. Uh, his name was uh, Randy... Randy Runyon, I believe, was the man's name. And here is his theme song. The heir to the Canyon Fortune. <laughs> Too much echo. I hate you, Chucko. So there's Chucko. He was a legend in Los Angeles somehow. Chucko, he, he Chucko all dubbed of our... over. Chucko. <laughs> so Chucko, did, yeah. Uh, did you find out more about his Disneyland presence? That's what I that's what I have. It's I'm trying to figure out what restaurant it was, and I can't it's not easily accessible for me here. I should have done more. I honestly I forgot to look. We're gonna be like like uh the the who's the reporter in Zodiac? We're gonna be like at the L.A. Times building asking to see their microfiche. Like, sorry, we're trying to figure out Chucko. We've almost got the whole picture put put together. Uh, here's the uh, I'm I'm finding there's a oh Disneyland Hotel is where the restaurant was. Oh weird. Okay. Oh, so that that's a little that's oh. kind of why it wasn't uh, right. Not in the park. Not oh, in you... the park. But they did essentially have a mall built into the Disneyland Hotel for a long time. And he would. Uh, open the coverage of the Santa Claus Lane Parade, the Hollywood Boulevard Christmas, Christmas parade, parade, which yeah. still happens to this day. He would bust through a big drum and bow and salute. That'd be the beginning of the TV coverage. Uh, 
He also made a lot of appearances at supermarkets and shopping centers. He'd pull into, say, the Topanga Plaza, my childhood mall, Hmm. and uh, there'd be thousands of people as far as you could see. Thousands of people would show up. uh, He was very popular, it sounds like. Yeah. Totally missed this guy. Chucko. Chucko. Um, he was at Disney. He opened. Wait a minute. He after leaving television, he opened Chucko's party house at Jungle Land in Thousand Oaks. Geez. What's any of that? I don't well, know this what is that is. We the history get of where I grew this up. Is, I don't know about Jungle Land or so Chucko's party house. That's why. Ew. <laughs> we got to do it. We got. That's why I said we got to do it. All Patreon right. on Chucko's party house. This is. This is, he may have died a few years ago, but like they say, nothing stays dead forever. <laughs> no, Chucko still will alive. Chucko does feel like this feels like the start of a Stephen King uh, uh, his, work. If we wanted to find out more about Chucko, we could read the bi- his biography written by uh, his his widow Millie. The biography from 1994, which is called "Our Clowns Hatched." <laughs> <laughs> this, this is, is terrifying. Chucko. Maybe, uh, Hall- maybe Halloween Patreon. <laughs> oh no, I'm too scared. We'll do Chucko Chucko. In October. We don't all love haunts now, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go to Chucko's party house. Would you rather go to Halloween Horror Nights or go to <laughs> Chucko's? Well, luckily I can't go to. I'll talk about Chucko's party house, but if it was still there, I wouldn't want to go there, mm-hmm. and I don't want to go to wherever it used to be. It's haunted. Yeah, it for sure is haunted. Where? Um, is he buried? Oh, <laughs> am I under this apartment? Okay. <laughs> oh, no, Mike's pulling off his face <laughs> no. to reveal Chucko's face. He was always a local clown. He's shoving bib juice down our throats. <laughs> i got to figure out what bib juice is. It's, it's weird. I don't mystery. know what bib juice is. For I'll the say bib that. Juice episode. For sure you drink bib juice. You just don't know it. What does it mean? I, I don't know. It sounds to me like if your bib caught all of the various foods that have spilled on you as a baby and then it was all combined into a mush. Yeah, maybe. So maybe maybe it's, it's like all the kitchen's droppings. Hold like, on. Com- like ground up. Is it? <laughs> is it a name for like, it looks like it might be a name for the juices that are come in bags that are put in boxes and you put the boxes in the dispenser. Mm. Like Maybe. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, if you ever look at a restaurant, like, next to the soda fountain, there's the juice dispenser. Okay. Those are boxes, and those are industrial boxes filled with bags of juice. But why would you buy... That is... Why would you sell it yeah, as that? Yeah, bib juice. Bib juice. We'll look at... There'll be a Patreon on bib juices, too. I'm very uh, unsettled Do now. you want to guess how much that oh, wishing ring... Oh, we forgot about that. Plus the... I burnt the menu and the headshot. That's a lot of stuff. If you're a Chucko fan, that's invaluable. Let me get $600. Jason? Uh, I'll say $100. Mm, $425. $4.25? $4. Oh, okay. $425. So I win the over So Scott wins that. Wow. Uh, for all that Chucko memorabilia. That doesn't mean that I have to have it now. That it? means that I've you've bid on it with six hundred dollars. No. You offered six hundred. You you won it. That's where. Oh bid yeah. So these from. at like hotels, yeah, the see. orange juice dispenser machine. I guess is known um, in the beverage industry as bib juice. Well, don't throw that beverage industry insider shit at me. Yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> tell me on the on your menu what it is, Chucko. Yeah. <laughs> uh, even Ground Round There's, is an old uh, food term. There used to be a chain of restaurants called the Ground Round. Yeah, we but used that's to the go. only way I know mm. that it was like an early uh, Bennigan's TGI Fridays kind of place. They mm. would bring you popcorn instead of bread. 
fresh popped buttery popcorn. I like that. Yeah. Mm. Free bib juice. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, ring was not mass produced. Uh, mass produced item. This the woman who's selling her aunt worked at Pars, which is a jewelry company at this time, and told me they were commissioned for a celebrity's child's birthday party and were given out as party favors to the children who attend it. There were only 50 ordered and the extras were returned back for credit. So this is a real hardcore Chucko fan. Was this celebrity arrested and put away where they could never... (laughs) Doesn't mention that. (laughs) Never terrified children again. The extras were returned back for credit because the people who received them died mysteriously (laughs) soon after. Wait a minute. Check his fingers. It's the ring again. It's the ring again. (laughs) The dozenth kid this month. (laughs) Yeah, so, so... all right, so Chucko this is... might be one of our greatest discoveries <laughs> on this podcast. Chucko, I think this is another. We have to look into a lot of different IP purchasing, like Marvel McFay, of course, famously, and mm-hmm. other characters. You mean but... that we own the rights? So we would be able yeah. to control Marvel McFay and like license movies, Bear Metal and Family, stuff. Bear Metal Family, Chucko, and I think Chucko. I'm sure the family owns the intellectual property on Chucko. But perhaps that's something we look into when one of us takes over the mantle of Chucko. Did Jason, yeah, are you, you interested? Yeah, you did. You I'll pointed be, at me so I'll fast. I'll be Chucko if you won't. <laughs> I will take over as Chucko. I will declare that. But if you want Chucko, I'm willing to give it to you. I mean, if my country is asking me to serve, <laughs> by which I mean being Chucko, and if the curse is not giving me any choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it is. Maybe it's more like the Harry Potter wand and the Chucko. When we get the ring, it'll choose one of us. Yeah, it's oh, not going to fit all no. three of us. And obviously, because Jason and I are both willing, it's of course going to choose Scott, and Scott will have to become Chucko. No, <laughs> I'm a host. It's a parasite. Mm-hmm. That you're going to buy that mask you're going to take it out of the envelope and it's going to come to life and press itself against my face and be my face. Yep. And you will. Yeah. <laughs> and my blood will become bib juice. And Podcast the Ride will be hosted by Mike, Jason, and Chucko. <laughs> is... I'm more fun than Scott yeah. was. <laughs> <laughs> the ratings go through the roof. America Sorry. loves Chucko. Chucko. Sorry, You're always Scott. missing something. <laughs> you are unfortunately Harvey Dent and Chucko is Batman. <laughs> Chucko is the hero we need, but you are the hero we deserve. Well, unfortunately, Chucko. If I can fight it off and Chucko only takes over half of my face, then oh. it's exactly the Harvey well, Dent. What if you were two face it with the chucko oh no wow um, uh i want wine no you want bib juice <laughs> <laughs> oh, podcast right is a, it's, it's hosted by uh, the next episode we'll start with it's a podcast hosted by two theme park fans and one man whose face was half taken over by a clown mask <laughs> and uh he airs out his uh, soul's inner grievances in every episode <laughs> i feel like fan art is really called for right now <laughs> I have to say. Oh, no. Scott Two-Face. I'll only look at half of it. Scott Two-Face as Chucko. Well, Scott, how are you fighting uh, Chucko today? I filled a barrel with mim juice. I'm trying to age it into Sauvignon Blanc. <laughs> In seven years, the mim juice will be sweet wine again. That is the no, antidote. Oh, stop it. Oh. Stop, Chucko. 
<laughs> Aaron's my wife now. No, you stay away from her. Uh, she is also, unfortunately, chuckled. No, not a similar to the board. Our clown's head. You've taken over everything. The, the one of the rings leapt into her ear and crawled oh. into her brain and made her chuckle. Oh, she's chuckle now. Oh, this, this is. is a- no longer the Philhar Magic episode episode. It is the Chucko episode. Uh, I never thought I'd miss the Philhar Magic episode so much. Oh, God. We Chucko. barely survived podcast The Ride. I'm going to have bad dreams forever. I almost choked to death trying to do a bad Donald. This was a harrowing one. Yeah, really. Um, and go to so, but go to patreon.com slash podcast The Ride where eventually, unfortunately, there will be a Chucko episode. <laughs> Meet me there. <laughs> I'm Chucko, I'm Chucko. Scott's Chucko, Scott's Chucko. Oh no, stop it. I'm I'm getting out of here. If if you want to plug anything else, do it yourself. All right. Well, you go to all of our stuff, Podcast the Ride Instagram. Uh, You can email us, Podcast the Ride at Gmail. We're on Twitter at Podcast the Ride. Email spam. That's what I want. (laughs) I want viruses. Classic Chucko. We have shirts at Public, but uh, we may have to add a Chucko shirt, an unlicensed (laughs) Chucko shirt. Uh, we have to ask the family if that's okay um, to do some Chucko merch. Scott L. We'll own Chuck that property. Scott. Once you put the shirt on, you could never take it off. <laughs> the shirt will become one with you. Uh, you will laugh like that forever. Honestly, it's a better way to live. And just a reminder um, to all our listeners, sometimes dead is better. Sometimes you don't want to bury the Chucko ring in the pet cemetery. Mm-hmm, that's true. Uh, so I think, yeah. That we're good. We'll see you later. See, see you, you later. Your dreams. <laughs> Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Mike Carlson, Jason Sheridan, Scott Gardner, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Engineered and mastered by Alex Sarchet. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.